How's it going, everybody, and welcome to episode number 70 of Master My Garden podcast. Now, this episode is a sort of an unscheduled, not going out on my normal Friday one. So it's, uh, I suppose, an extra bonus one within the week. And there's a couple of little things that I just wanted to talk about. I suppose mostly I have some exciting news. I just took delivery today or collected today this, the sweet potatoes that I've been talking about and uh, really excited about that. Never obviously grown them before. I know not many people in Ireland do grow them. It's quite common. Well, it's common enough in, in the UK. And I know a lot of the listeners I have in the US would regularly grow and easily grow sweet potatoes. But for us here, it's a little bit different. They need quite high soil temperatures and they need a relatively long maturity time. So I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute. And the other thing I just wanted to talk about was, I suppose, what I'm continuing to sow as part of successional sowing but how I've also changed that a little bit in terms of timings because of the the spring weather we've had so I suppose every year is different and and typically speaking successional sowing you would be doing every two to three weeks I personally like three weeks myself as sort of a nice gap between um, your successional sowing but sometimes that kind of, you know, if the weather comes the way it has come this spring. So, for example, um, in April, really, really cold at night. So we'd consistently over over three week period, we had frost almost every night right up until the first couple of days of May. And OK, some days there was reasonable temperatures during the day, but because of the really cold night temperatures, soil temperatures, and you know where the seeds were they they were still quite cold so germination was fine no issues there quite in terms of percentages quite high germination actually but what i found was a lot of seeds and a lot of seedlings and young plants just kind of sitting there and even now still we're up to the almost the what is it the 17th 18th of may now and there still hasn't been brilliant growth you know outside we had that through April it was very very dry and as I say cold temperatures there wasn't much growth of any sort outside. Growth outside has started a little bit because we've had a bit of moisture and the days are a little bit warmer but it hasn't been it hasn't been brilliant and what I was saying about the successional sowing because a lot of seeds haven't been grown at their normal rates up until now what you'll find if you continue to sow at the exact same every two week period or whatever you'll have a lot of plants with not a huge variance in them and when they come to be to be planted out into the ground or to be moved on to a bigger pot or whatever the case may be for you you'll find that because the the growth gap is not what it should be between them they'll come in you'll get a lot of veg a lot of a lot of produce coming in at the same time so that's why well that's why number one I prefer the three week gap. I think it's always a better better kind of gap for me here anyway. But definitely this year I've increased that out again. So I sowed the first batch of seeds on St. Patrick's Day. Again, I would typically like to do that a little bit earlier, just this year. I was a bit late getting started with the tunnel and all that, so uh, that was a little bit later and I didn't have anything over wintering again, which is something I, I'm I'm looking forward to having done this year. But because, so 17th of March, I did the first sowing. 
very very good germination and actually quite good heat for the sort of week or so after that but from that sort of last couple of days of march right through april has been poor and i did a another sowing after that i forget what date uh it would have been about three weeks after you know that st patrick's day sowing and while there's a decent gap between them there's not a huge there's not enough of a gap I, I i think i would have liked to see more of a gap but that has been because of that of that really poor growth there for the last month so what's going to happen very soon is that those temperatures are going to rise and probably rise quite quickly and we'll end up getting a big glut of produce altogether. so just bear that in mind for any of you doing your successional zone just Try and space out your gaps a little bit longer if you're not getting that growth. If you are getting the growth and you're lucky enough to have, you know, whatever area you're in, that the temperatures are still quite strong, then continue to to sow at your regular, whatever interval you use, whether it's two weeks or three weeks, keep, continue to do that. But for me, I've spaced it out a little bit further just based on that fact. Then I suppose to talk about this, the sweet potatoes, um, totally new for me obviously never done it never seen it being done before obviously people have grown them in ireland and very very successfully you know there was a trial done in kildalton last year um there's a very good nursery man here and that's where i got these plants it's pat fitzgerald and pat grows an enormous amount of sweet potatoes and a lot of them are actually exported to portugal um, his crops and the, the varieties that he's developing are ones that are going to be viable as field grown crops in Portugal, in Holland, in Spain and other European countries. So it's great that there's sort of commercial crops being developed, you know, for people in, in Europe. There's commercial crops being developed now that I suppose from a food miles perspective, you have a high demand a very very useful crop that's now capable of being grown in 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 europe at those lower temperatures in ireland you can still do that but it really has to be inside in a tunnel environment because you just won't get the ground temperatures for long enough uh, typically to to grow them outside so with with sweet potatoes what you're looking for is you're looking for soil temperatures of 18 to 20 degrees and you need that for as long as possible during that growing cycle. And typically it takes 120 days. So ideally you'd be planting them into the tunnel in early May, but I haven't done that. I only collected them today. And again, that's down to the temperatures. They were just way too cold. Uh, I still feel they're a little bit cold, so I might even hold them back for another week in the sort of propagation area and not plant them directly into the ground. So you're looking for 20 de- 20 degrees, 18 to 20 degrees for as long as possible and to take 120 days to maturity. So that's four months from the time from the time you plant them into the ground as a plug plant to the time you're actually harvesting them. The other really interesting thing that I didn't know was that while you can allow them to grow on the ground, they do actually vine. So the best way to grow them is to support support them on a sort of a tripod so a bamboo tripod or in my case i'll be actually using i have a twisted willow that i cut her uh, pruned there a few weeks ago and i have really long really long more or less bamboo canes off that and i'm going to use them as the supports but the sweet potato will vine and will climb up along those supports 
and grew up to I think about six foot or thereabouts and you can allow them to grow on the ground and they'll just vine along the ground but you don't get as good a crop from that I guess that's because the leaf the leaf cover will pro- probably block out the heat into the you know onto the soil that would keep that would heat up that root zone that they're looking for that 18 or 20 degrees so I didn't know that really interesting to see that they I saw one of them in a tiny plug uh, down at Pat's nursery and it was it was just after flowering uh, just a singular flower on a on a tiny plug really unusual looking flower as well it looked almost almost the same as a surfina flower so really interesting flower and uh, Pat has kindly given me six different varieties to trial six different I suppose commercial type varieties to trial and the varieties I've got, I don't know much about them yet, but I will know more about them as we go along and I'll, I'll fill you in on them. But I do have a mix of orange, red and white fleshed sweet potatoes. And the varieties I've had are Bayou Belle, uh, Bella, Bellevue, Benita, Sakura and New Orleans. And as I say, I don't know anything about these, but I have them as as little plug plants, five of each. And Pat, as I say, he's doing amazing things down there around around that crop, you know, sweet potato and uh, I suppose scaling up the, the production of that in Europe. And he's heavily involved in that. The other couple of plants that he gave me today, just purely out of interest and, and it is really interesting, is wasabi plants. Again, I've never seen those grown. Obviously, I've tasted wasabi or tasted versions of wasabi in, in in restaurants and so on but they're actually a strange looking plant in that they're really really big leaf on it the leaf is edible the the stem is edible the sort of root it's not the root but it's the sort of rhizome that that grows that forms at the bottom of the stems that's um what would be known as the you know the the best part of the wasabi so it's pretty much apart from the actual roots themselves the whole plant is edible and i tasted some of it today some some young wasabi leaves really tasty supposed to be a very very good and and delicious addition to a salad so i'm looking forward to trying that as well interestingly they grow in sort of partial shade they like the cool environment that we get here in ireland uh, but like to be in 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 shade so that's something interesting as well. I won't grow that probably in the tunnel because it's going to be too it's going to be too warm in there for it, I think. Uh, so I'm going to have to find a, a spot for that somewhere in the shade that's cool. And I'll probably grow it on in a container and then hopefully be able to harvest the the leaves for salads as we go along. So that's going to be an interesting addition. And as I say, the stems can be eaten as well. The stems I taste the one of today does have that wasabi taste, maybe not quite the the real fiery intense wasabi that you'd be used to tasting but it does have it uh but the stem was was nice crunchy um crunchy like a a celery a celery uh, stick i guess but really distinct taste a little bit of warmth in it but nice very nice now so it's going to be interesting as well uh, obviously i didn't think i'd be having or growing wasabi um here so yeah it's it's as i say something interesting it's always good to try something different i kind of typically say grow the stuff that you eat and we certainly don't eat wasabi on a regular basis but 
it's something that definitely tastes and looks like it could be interesting, especially, you know, if you're picking a leaf and just adding it into a salad. Uh, nice might might add a nice kick to it. The other sweet potato that he gave me, so I had like six six varieties which are being used commercially, and then the other range that he does is from his Treasure Island series. Now they're basically uh, an ornamental sweet potato, so the leaves are stunningly beautiful. He gave me two different types. One is a real golden leaf, and they look like what do they look like? I guess they look like an exotic. Um, leafy plant and not sure exactly what trying to give these something to compare against but there's not not that many things that they compare exactly with but really nice shaped leaf really vividly colored leaf they vine a little bit but not as much as the other ones and are perfect in containers so they look really well in containers so you put them into an ornamental container you'd have it on your patio um, and it will continue to look beautiful over the course of a summer and then at the end of the summer you have the added bonus of being able to take it out and harvest some sweet potatoes from it now i'm sure they're not as you know they're not as productive in terms of the food side of it as the commercial varieties but nonetheless it's a dual purpose so the leaves the leaves look gorgeous and have a you know they make a beautiful container plant for the whole of the summer and then at the end of that you have these lovely sweet potatoes to, to eat from it so that's a really interesting concept uh, those plants from from pat's um treasure island range they're selling extremely well in the us and you know i can understand why that's a really good concept so you have an ornamental plant but it has the added benefit of being edible at the same time and i think that is i think that's a concept of gardening that is going to become more and more popular and to reference back to the episode I had a couple of weeks ago with uh, Greg Peterson, where he talked about plants needing to have more than one function to make it into his garden. And I think that concept is quite good. So if you're growing flowers, for example, so it needs to be something that looks good in the garden, but there could also be double functions to it. So things like herbs grown among your ornamental beds, so I have rainbow chard growing in the tunnel this this year, and I'm going to use that in the flower beds outside. So that's something that will be both edible and ornamental, and it's going to add a little bit of difference. So that's what I'm going to try and do is add, as I said, these edible edible plants through the ornamental beds, and it's just something a little bit different. So that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to do a really quick episode just uh, I suppose mostly about the sweet potatoes, but to, just to talk about that successional sh- sowing in what has been, you know, as I say, a very cold spring. And it's important to just, I suppose, feel along and know that if you have all these seeds coming in, coming in and uh, you have your plants too close together in terms of growth stages, you'll have a lot of produce coming in together. So just space them out a little bit and definitely you'll be more successful. As I say, this is uh, an unscheduled episode. It's not uh, my part of my usual Friday one. So just a really quick episode, a few little bits and pieces in it to talk about. And I hope you enjoyed it. And until the next time, happy gardening. Mm-hmm.